and welcome to By the Fire podcast where I, Ken, your host, take you through mythical tales and creatures from across the black diaspora. So today I'll be talking about legendary cryptids and I thought I'll talk about this because, you know, you may be familiar with the Loch Ness Monster or the Yeti, but have you thought about these cryptids that are based in African countries? Probably not. Now before I start, I thought I'd give you a definition. So according to Oxford English Dictionary, a cryptid is an animal whose existence or survival to the present day is disputed. So cryptozoologists are people who, you know, are interested in these kind of animals who, you know, you hear about them perhaps from um, local people, but the evidence of their existence, again, is argued or it's just not enough. So I'll be talking about these animals today. One thing to note about the episodes, uh, the creatures in these episodes are that some of them are not exactly cryptids but they're mythical creatures who actually have um who actually do exist but they are normal animals so the first creature i'll be talking about is the abattoir the abattoir are a race of very small tiny fairies who ride on ants and live amongst them and they come from the zulu people of south africa and they were born when the nature spirit called vashnok cried and his tears fell to the earth. These tears eventually burst and formed into these little people, and they're so small they can hide in blade grass and sleep in anthills. Their size is thought to even be around five millimeters tall. So these people are very shy and very seclusive, and they can only be seen by children, women who are pregnant, and magic petitioners. They're highly skilled hunters and warriors and they can even climb the ants and they wield poisonous darts and arrows to protect themselves because of their small size. If you were to even step on one, it could be a possible death sentence for you. They are wholly nomadic, so they are people who never stay in one location, they travel and they can kill large animals with their arrows and it's been said that when they kill an animal, they eat every piece leaving none of it behind. If they reach an area where there is no more animals left to hunt, they gather together and ride on a horse's back, single file from nail to tail, to go look for a better area. And then if they don't find something, they eventually eat the horse. So one thing that the Zulu people had to be mindful of, mindful of when interacting with the abattoir is that the abattoir hate being told or reminded that they were tiny to the point where if a Zulu person made any indication that the abattoir was small that person would be killed so what the Zulu would have person will have so what the Zulu person will have to do instead the human would be adapting an, an unusual greeting such as I saw you when encountering an abattoir to let the abattoir know oh yes you actually do have a large stature and then the abattoir being wise would ask oh where did you see me from and then the human would say i saw you from all the way on top of that mountain you know just to give the impression that you're so big i could see from that mountain in the far distance it's also advised to wear shoes with hard thick impenetrable soles whilst in the abattoir land because like i mentioned before slipping on one by accident can cause an instant death because of the poisonous arrows it's even thought that if a pregnant woman sees a male abattoir in her seventh month of pregnancy that's an indication that she'll have a boy 
So that's quite interesting to think about. So what I find interesting is that they just sound like um, fire ants that are found in South Africa and they're about three to six millimetres so similar height to the abattoir and they have a sting that can form a pustule in 48 hours and again they their diet is dead animals so yeah the abattoir are you know tiny fairies um but to me, they also just sound like ants that are found in Cape Town. Next, I'll be talking about the Luska, and that's a sea monster thought to be half shark and half octopus. And it's even been suggested by cryptozoologists that the Luska is a gigantic octopus, much larger than the giant octopuses that we know. And they're found in the Bahamas, specifically the blue holes of Andros, which is an island. It can grow to over 250 feet and the smallest being around 75 feet long. It's a massive predatory creature, very fast, with the first of blood. The upper part of the monster is supposedly composed of a shark's head and torso, right up to its dorsal fin. And this shark in particular is a great white shark, with huge elongated jaw, lined with razor sharp teeth and eyes that can see in the blackest of waters. However, the lower part is made up of an octopus body, which is a twisting web of muscled tentacles. It can swim and glide through water at such speeds, and it can even drag a strong man to his death in the blink of an eye. It can even travel through small patches of land or shallow water. It also has the ability to change colour similar to its smaller octopi and can blend with its environment and has the ability to worm its way into small crevices, underground caves, and the edges of the continental shelf. Supposedly, on January 18th, 2011, the body of what appeared to be, of what appeared to witnesses to be a giant octopus washed ashore on the Great Bahama Island, and according to those witnesses, the remains seemed to represent only a portion of the head and mouth parts of the original creature. Based on the morphology, Local fishermen estimated the total size of the creature when living to be some of 20 to 30 feet. And it was even seen in another show called River Monsters that a monster was seen and it was likely to be a giant Pacific octopus, which men's women had the appearance of a shark head. So, you know, an octopus with a shark's head. Um, I don't know how I can um justify that but you know it's thought to be bigger than the octopus genus which is called enteroctopus so i mean could could it just be an octopus and witnesses eyes played tricks on them when they saw the shark's head attached to an octopus body perhaps we'll never know Next, I'll be talking about the Mokelembembe and it's a Lingala for one who stops the flow of rivers and this creature is from Congo. It lives in the pools and swamps next to the rivers of the Likwala swamp region of Congo and it uses the lakes as a crossing path to go from one river to the other. So, in terms of physical appearance, it does look like a sauropod slash an aptosaurus. It's described as a living creature and sometimes even a spirit. And it looks like something that has a long neck, a single tooth with smooth skin, and sometimes even said to be a horn. So 
if you know what those dinosaurs look like essentially it looks like those dinosaurs with that really long neck who are also herbivores this is also thought to be a herbivore as well the diet consists of a malumbo plant so the mokele mbembe lives most of the time underwater except when it eats or travels to other parts of the swamp and it's a <laughs> this is so funny it's reported that it doesn't like um hippos and will kill them on site but doesn't actually eat them and <laughs> i'm sorry like obviously violence isn't funny but there's something about on-site action that just makes me laugh because why is this dinosaur like creature killing hippos and not even eating them isn't her is it her before what's the reason you know anyway let me continue so hippos supposedly can't be found where their mokelembembe lives and you know obviously for that reason it's been reported that they overturn boats and kill the people on the boats by biting them and hitting them with its tail but again it doesn't eat the people either so its existence has been highly questioned since its publication in 1901 so the early 20th century the lack of physical evidence and the conflicting witnesses have made the existence of this creature really doubt, doubted by scientists and historians. The most reasonable and agreed upon explanation is that the Mukele Mbembe is actually just a legend based on the black rhinoceros, a species that was once common to Central Africa. And that's where the stories of the Mukele Mbembe actually originated. So again, this is a legend who, you know, might just end up might just be a rhino, who knows. The final creature I'm going to be talking about is the abada, and it's thought to be a herbivore unicorn, also known as Nilekma, and it comes from the Democratic Republic of Congo. Even though it's technically known as a unicorn, it does have two crooked horns instead of one, and its size is thought to be of a small donkey with the tail of a boar, and its height is around three to five feet. Its crooked horns can actually act as an antidote to poison, and it's also believed to have the ability to breathe fire and ice. If you want to know what else its features can be used for, then join my mailing list where I'll be sharing what other powerful features the abada have. So what's interesting about this creature is it's thought to be rare because it's shy, um, but the reason why it's featured in this episode is that it's actually thought, it's, it's speculated that the Ibada may just be a gazelle. So even though it's, you know, described as like a legend and things, you know, like a unicorn, um, most likely or not, it's a gazelle who doesn't want to, want to be seen and therefore always hides in its habitat. So I really hope you enjoyed that episode and if you'd like to know one extra creature be sure to join my Kofi and be sure to become a monthly subscriber from the flame tier where you get an extra mythical creature every two weeks. There's also the chance to receive behind the scenes content if you join the blaze tier which is slightly higher that comes with extra mythical creatures as well as behind the scenes. Be sure to rate and comment on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and you can also listen on SoundCloud. 
use the hashtag btfpod so we can continue the conversation online and i look forward to you joining me for the next episode you can follow me on by the fire underscore pod on instagram twitter and tiktok and you can find me on facebook as well if you enjoy this episode you can support by donating as a one-off to my Kofi, or you can as i mentioned previously donate monthly and receive extra perks if you have a creature or folklore you'd like to hear or would like to be a guest on the show feel free to email by the fire at by the fire.mail at gmail.com i am starting to take suggestions for episodes so you can submit a suggestion also on my website www.bythefire.podcast.com just scroll down and yeah it'll be really cool to research ideas that you have um i enjoyed talking about cryptids there are so many um that are quite mainstream and there are others that you know aren't spoken about but have been researched for you know almost for more than a century so i'm glad i was able to speak about them today thanks for listening and i'll catch you next time with me by the fire bye